So we're doing a series called Generous Living. And a week before last, I preached a message called You Are Not Without Hope. But I changed it a bit. I changed it a bit this time around because I'm closing this series. If you have a relationship with Jesus, if you have a relationship with God, and just as we sang today during worship, I give you my heart, I give you everything. I open up my heart to you. If that's the kind of relationship you have, you are never without hope. You are never without hope. And I spoke a message from, from 1 Kings chapter 17, 8 to 16, and from 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1 to 7. And just to give you a bit of a context, these are two different stories. Uh, two, two, these are stories of different people, but very similar in nature. The first story, Elijah has been told by God to go to this place called Zarephath. And over here, this, this widow is preparing a last meal. She has, this, she has a son along with her. They, they are, I mean, they're going, through a really, they're going through a really tough time. Things have been really hard. And she has enough to prepare a last meal. And uh, Elijah goes out there and he says, can you give me a drink of water? I'm thirsty. And can you prepare a meal for me as well? And then she says, this is our last meal. And after we eat this meal, we're gonna die. But Elijah, being Elijah, he said, go bring it for me anyway. I'm hungry. You know, because Elijah knew, Elijah already got the instruction. And the instruction was God had already spoken to this lady to provide for him. And so Elijah's not being, uh, Elijah's not being difficult here. He's not being a person who's, who doesn't have any kind of emotion. He knows the outcome. And so he asked this lady, bring me, bring me the cake anyways. So she goes and she prepares it for him. And neither did the, neither did the bin of flour or the oil in her house run out till the time of the drought. The second story is another lady, you know, another widow goes to Elisha and says, you know, you know my, you know my husband, he was your servant. You know, he worshiped God. But right now we're in a very difficult situation. We have nothing, we are in debt. We're neck deep, probably head deep in debt. And the person to whom we owe the money is coming back. I mean, he's coming to us and he said, we're not gonna pay, I'm taking both your sons as my slaves. What should I do? And she says, I have nothing. I have nothing but a jar of oil. And I shared these two points last week. Look at what you have to offer. Today we're sitting over here. I want you to know that if you're in a relationship with God and if you trust this God who I've been talking about, you're not in a place where you have nothing. You are not in a place where you have nothing. You have something. And many, many a times we overlook that something that we have because we want to focus on the bigger picture. So the first thing that I said last week was look at, what you, look at what you have to offer. And the second thing was be willing to trust God and do whatever He asks. Be willing to trust God and do whatever He asks. And so today I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump right into my third point. And that is understand that little is much when God is in it. 
understand that little is much when God is in it. The Bible says in Psalm 46 verses 1 to 3, and many of us are familiar with this verse, God is our refuge and our strength, an ever-present help in time of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth may give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, those waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, we will not fear. We will not fear. What do you have today? What do you have? You don't have to answer that question. But what I want to say is that whatever you have is enough for God to use. Whatever you have will be enough for God. You know, that, that handful of, 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 of uh, flour and that little oil in a jar was not used up, nor did it run dry until the drought ended. The, others, the other widow's jar of oil filled every vessel that she laid her hand on. Vessel after vessel after vessel after vessel after vessel. She kept filling and filling and filling and filling until there wasn't another vessel. Little is much when God is in it. When one gives his little, God multiplies it. The rod of Moses became the rod of God. Moses stood before the Red Sea with this rod in his hand, just a rod. He thought it was just a rod. But as he struck the ground with that rod, the power of God came through and Moses, right before his eyes, saw the Red Sea split open and the nation of Israel walked on dry ground. All that he had was a rod and God used that rod. Five loaves and two fish, five loaves and two fish fed 5,000 people with 12 baskets left over. A rock in the wilderness satisfied the thirst of a nation. Matthew 17, 20 says, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed and you say to this mountain to move, it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. That's what the word of God says. Now your faith doesn't really remain to the, your faith doesn't remain at that mustard seed faith. As and when you see God answering your prayer, your faith grows. It develops and your faith becomes stronger and stronger and stronger. It's so amazing the way God explained it, right? He didn't say if you have faith as you, your faith needs to be the size of this mountain and then you trust me and I will do things. He said, I just want you to trust me a little and see what I can do. We need to understand that little is much when God is in it. My fourth point is, God will bless you proportionately to the degree you empty yourself to him. God will bless you proportionately to the degree you empty yourself to him. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, bring me another vessel. Bring me another vessel. And he said to her, 
there is not another vessel. There is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. The oil stopped flowing when there were no more empty jars. If there were 100 more jars left, it would have still been filled and filled and filled and filled and filled because that's who God is. The oil stopped flowing when there were no more empty jars. You know, we need to remember, we need to remember that God's supply of oil is unlimited. God's supply of oil is unlimited except by our willingness, except by our willingness to bring to Him our empty jars. To bring to Him our empty jars. He can only fill us to the extent that we empty ourselves. He can only fill us to the extent that we empty ourselves. And the last thing I want to say this afternoon is, we're not ending the service, okay? <laughs> we're not done with the service. But I'm just taking a little as much when God is in it. <laughs> you know, the last thing that I want to say is, realize you cannot outgive God. You cannot outgive God. The lady went away when Elijah told her, Go and prepare a meal for me. She went away and did according to the word of Elijah. And she and, 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 she and he and her household, which was a son, ate for many days. The bin of flour was not used up. Not did the oil, not did the jar of oil, sorry. Not did the jar of oil run dry. Not did the jar of oil run dry, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah. The scripture doesn't say that the meal and, and, and the oil were always full to the brim. That's not what the scripture says. It doesn't say that the meal and, and the oil was always there, was always full to the brim, and it was overflowing, but it always contained what they needed. It always contained what they needed. You cannot outgive God. You and I, we cannot outgive God. God has a bigger shovel than you and I do. God has a bigger shovel than you and I do. Luke 6:38 says, Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. You know, the saying, you cannot outgive God, may be doubted by over anxious or tight fisted people. May be doubted by over anxious or tight fisted people. But Paul's letter to the Philippian believers fully supports this saying because having just received their generous gifts to meet his need while he was in prison, he assured them that because of their generosity, God wouldn't allow them to suffer undue need. Now Paul's in prison. People don't have to give to him. They're okay going on with their lives and providing for their family and for the friends around. 
but they gave to Paul while he was in prison. And because of that, he said their generosity would not allow them to suffer undue need. He told them in Philippians 4.19, And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. My God will supply all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. In place of your, we're going to do this right now. And we're going to put my. And as a church, we're going to say this. Because I believe that we're not called to be paupers. I believe we're not just called to just get by. In everything we need to be content, that's true. God, God's, God, God does not have... God's not partial. Okay, he doesn't give to some more and to some less. Everyone is his favorite. And we need to understand that God blesses us not to compete with each other, but to be content and to know that he's the God of more than enough. And not only to be content, to be good stewards of what he's given us, to be generous with what he's given us. And when we identify that, and be generous and be good stewards. The blessing never stops. Just, that the, just as the vessel, as many vessels were there, the oil did not stop pouring out. The blessing, did not, the blessing does not stop for us as well. The more generous we are, the more generous we will be. The more generous we will be, the more we are able to give. The more we are able to give, as long as we put our hope and our trust in this God, it will just be one, it'll just be a cycle, a continuous cycle. It's, God never puts us in a place where we are generous and we're like, now what? I gave, now what? No, 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 no. When you say, now what? God says, now wait and watch. Now wait and watch. Because we're called to live generous lives. That's it. We're not going to take I'm not going to take my car with me when I go. I'm not going to take my shoes with me when I go. Sorry, Wayne. <laughs> I'm not going to take all of these things. We enjoy, we're called to enjoy while we're here. God, want, God knows your desire. He knows what you love. But even in that, we're called to be generous. Even in that, we're called to be generous. Because His generosity never runs out. And if you believe in a God whose generosity will never run out, you can be rest assured that your generosity for others will never run out. Before I, I close with the last verse, I want us to have a look at this story. This is a story that has been speaking to me, that, that has been speaking into various situations over the last couple of days. And I don't want to say much because I really believe it's going to speak to you now. So let's listen to this story. Hi, I'm Sasi Kumar. I'm originally from Chennai. I moved to Dubai in 2014 and life was going well. And in 2015, I started um, looking towards the future. I wanted to build something for myself and for the family. I took a mortgage in India and I took uh, a loan in Dubai. 
So by 2016, I was already deep in debt where my salary was not enough to pay any of the loans and I didn't have anything to um, pay for my rent and my living expenses basically. And so I started using my credit cards which I had. So swipe one credit card and pay for the other and swipe the other card and pay for the loan. So I was jumping between cards and it was only making things worse. So at one point I maxed out all the cards and I maxed out uh, the entire salary that I was earning. I didn't have any means to eat. I had to stay at a place where I was paying 350 dirhams a month and share the room with 16 people. In July, um, I lost my job. I ended up in a place where I have roughly about 350,000 dirhams worth of loans with no income at all, with no friends or family in the country. And so I was, I was going to bed every single night, praying to whoever God there is, take me away from this world, take my life away because I don't want to wake up tomorrow. During the time where I was in that really toughest position of my life, in the process of trying to find answers, in the process of looking for options, in the process of looking for help, I met Jesus. And that actually changed my perspective, it changed my way of thinking, it actually brought hope that there could be a possible way out from where I was. So as I started going to church and as I started praying and um, reading Bible and spending time with uh, friends and family and community, just within days actually I got a job which I did not even apply for and even at, at this point in time, even till today I don't know how I got that. So I think that's, that was my first personal breakthrough that okay, so this God is real and this God is actually helping me and that put me on a path to uh, pursue Him more and try and change things what I have done. Started by making the payments, which I, which already were due uh, for about six months, four months. And uh, things were going better. Fast forward 2019 is when um, I was in a company where the company was not doing well and I was not getting paid for the whole year. During the time I was actually making payments to every single bank and every single card month to month. It was all current. I wanted to pursue it and get my that cleared out. By the end of 2019, I uh, was left with one personal loan and three credit cards at that point in time. All of them are maxed out. And uh, there was an outstanding of roughly about 90,000 dirhams. So to keep myself um, strong in faith and to keep myself hopeful, I was serving in, uh, in the church and I was meeting with the community constantly. Uh, at one point, I didn't have a place to stay because I couldn't pay my rent. There were friends who just opened up their doors to me and they're like, you can come and just stay with me while you speak to the banks and try and negotiate and get a deal, while you try and find another job and get a, get, get your income kick-started. But it also uh, made me part of their family, more than just friends. I was constantly with them, vulnerable and getting healed, I would say. So while I was in that stage of not getting paid, there were multiple scenarios where people just randomly came to me and they're like, okay, here it is. 500 dirhams you know, for your expenses for the next two weeks. Um, and then there was one point actually, someone came up to me and gave a five kilo bag of rice. Uh, and then at one point I actually randomly found 500 dirhams in my wallet, which I don't even remember where it came from. So things like these smaller amounts uh, kept happening and kept you know, showing up in my way, which I did not even ask for. 
and I was always during that I was I was trying to find out how did this happen you know every time I had this question I could only remember that it always has been God who was with me in 2019 supporting me through the community and their generosity I would say fast forward to 2021 I was still looking for jobs um when the midst of pandemic on May 19th I got a call from the court Dubai court saying that there is an arrest warrant issued against me uh because one of the banks had filed a case against me at that moment in time where I was sitting I didn't have uh, any other hope uh, that was left in me all I could think was that okay I know God did something before and he's going to do it but I don't know how and but I don't know when and so I'm just going to stand still and make my preparations and get into jail I guess because the case that was filed against me was basically an indefinite time it was not that I would stay in jail for 3 3 months or 6 months or a year uh, the condition of of my release was that I would clear the entire outstanding of the loan which is 40,000 dirhams only then I would be released that's all I could think of that okay I'm going to go stay in jail indefinite and just wait for god to take action I guess on the final third day the arrest warrant would be enforced so that police would come and pick me up or I would be presented myself based on a call randomly there was a a person from the church that I have served with and who I've been in touch with in the last 3 years he had called me up to check what's happening and what's the situation right now and as we were talking he mentioned that someone approached him asking about my whereabouts and after hearing my story of whatever I've gone through they wanted to find out what is the total amount that is required to make the full loan payment and clear the case and so i mentioned to them this is the total amount and we're on the third day it needs to be paid latest by tomorrow morning and it did actually happen so the next day morning i came with that person who called me and we went to the court's office we made the payment of 40750 dirhams 50 fills it was the exact amount that need to be paid to clear the entire outstanding of the personal loan that I had which had three travel bans and an arrest warrant all of that could be removed that payment was made on the third day that is the moment where uh, everything changed for me actually this loan has been hanging with me since 2015 so it was not just the amount of 40000 dirhams it was something major that i was released from i would say from the bondage that i had since 2015 so i started looking for jobs i started applying for jobs again now that i have my passport in hand now that the case is cleared i had two more credit cards at that point time roughly about 45000 dirhams close to 50 i would say um which i wanted to clear as i was looking for a job i got an email from usa pavilion in expo 2020 which i did not even expect and that was actually with a much better package than what I was getting paid before i could see the god's grace and i could see his generosity in getting my finances right so that i can clear my debt 3 months down the line after i joined expo i even got an increment fast forward 6 months down the line where i'm sitting right now i've cleared all my cards both the cards of 50000 dirhams and i'm officially debt free as of feb 2022 where i am right now being uh, debt free and i'm about to get my first salary which goes to no one except me and god
I can actually put words to how I feel right now, being debt-free. Because I haven't experienced debt-free life since 2009, I would say. I've always been in debt, some sort of loan, ever since 2009. So this is actually the first time I'm debt-free in my life. I can only expect greater things from here. When I experienced the generosity of that person, I did take some time and think about it, like what had led that person to actually make such a big payment? How did they do it? What must be their financials? I was thinking all of that and I could, I, all I could say is that if the price that takes, the price that takes to release blessing in someone's life is worth it, whatever the price is. So if I could bear that price, I would glad, I would be glad to do it. Being that person of generosity is something that I want to achieve personally for myself and also for my future generations to come. Through my life, I want to show God because it is because of God uh, through community that I got this breakthrough and I got this place where I am able to move forward and have bigger dreams. You know what God has done for Sassi? Can be done for you as well. Whether you're in debt, whether you're trusting God for any kind of breakthrough, that story is going to be your story as well. You know, very, a lot of times when God does something for someone or to someone, He's more than able to move and do it through that person as well. That's what generosity is. You know, generosity did not, generosity did not originate with us. It, ori it originated with God. Generosity did not originate with us. It originated with God. How do I know? Because of this. Because of this. God gave his best so that we can enjoy him being fully assured that he's with us for the rest of our life. And if he's with us for the rest of our lives, we can be rest assured that what he's done for us, what he's given us, what he's put in us is for the people around us. Which is why I say it in complete confidence that you and I are able to live generous lives. Stand with me. Stand with me. You're trusting God for a breakthrough today. Just like Sasi, how God moved in his life. At the last, listen, listen, listen. If you have a couple of seconds left, God is still more than able to move. I remember when he gave me that call and said, I'm going to be arrested in the next couple of days. And after he had that breakthrough, I remember him again calling me and saying, God did something for me. Let me know if I can be of some help to someone else. Today, God wants to do it for you. You're in break, you, you need a breakthrough. You're in debt. You need some financial explosion. 
healing, whatever it is, God wants to do it for you. And listen, and God will do it for you. And when he does it for you, we need to go and do it for others. That's being generous. I want you to put out your hands. Father, as we bring this series to a close, we know that your promises are yes and amen. Your promises will never stop. It may be a series coming to a close, but your victory and your breakthrough for our lives will not. And today, whatever the situation may be, there might be people in debt over here. There might be people in some kind of a crisis. There might be people who want to see an explosion uh, of a financial breakthrough and an extravagant explosion in finances in their business. There might be someone trusting you for healing. There might be someone trusting you for restoration of marriage or relationship. Whatever it is today, Father God, if you did it for Sassy, I believe that you're more than able to do it right now. Even as our hands are stretched out to you, we stretch them out in faith, believing that we are receiving our breakthrough. Our breakthrough, our victory is on its way. And we also want to go further and say that what you're going to do for us, we believe that you are going to do it for us. Move through us to be able to touch the lives of others. That we would be generous in every area and knowing fully that we're called to love you and love your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Give God a hand. Give God a hand. <laughs>